What if the speed of light was 30 miles an hour? What if Earth had two suns? Which cereal mascot would win in a what fight? What if everyone lived underground? What if, it rained what if money grew what on if trees? What if pigs could fly? I don't know if that would actually happen. It's much easier to store a unicycle than to store a horse. Hello everybody and welcome to Absurd Hypotheticals, the show we overthink dumb questions so you don't have to. I'm your host, Marcus Lehner, and I'm joined here today by Chris Yee and Ben Storms. Say hi, guys. Hey, I'm Chris. Hey, I'm Ben. That's right. Chris is back from the Crusades. Tell us what news from Egypt. I did not go to Egypt. I went to the foreign land of Atlanta. Oh. I don't think they had many Crusades there. The lost city <laughs> of Atlanta. Yes, it's a Futurama joke. I don't care. All right, anyway. <laughs> yeah, you did two whole episodes without me. Well, we wanted to bring you back for a special one. The episode episode 150 feels like a nice round number to bring you back on. Oh, yeah, it is 150. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> so, for those of you less familiar with the show, typically we answer one hypothetical question in three different ways and do lots and lots of fun research and exciting fun facts and all that jazz. Um, today, we're not bothering. We're going to do a lightning round where we answer lots of questions just off the top of our noodles using all the science we have learned on all our previous episodes where appropriate and kind of just having a fun time with them. And it wouldn't feel right not dealing with Chris. So I'm excited. Do noodles have tops? They have they have bottoms too. Very long sides. Which side? Yeah, like noodles. I, I consider right. the anyway. long side the side. I guess top, bottom, and very long side because it is it is only one side that goes around because it's a, cir- a cylinder. I still consider that multiple sides, I think. It's infinite sides. I can already tell this is going to be an episode of us getting back on our horse after, <laughs> yep. after the long break. <laughs> Feels like I haven't recorded in ages. All right, let's, let's go right into a question and see if that improves what, what's happening here on this podcast. Our first question today, what I'm particularly excited about because I've been trying to get this into an episode for the longest time. What if dogs played poker? It's been on our list since like the beginning of our list. <laughs> the inception of the podcast, Marcos <laughs> has been trying to get, get us to answer, what if dogs played poker? So you guys have plenty of time to think about it. What if dogs played poker? Uh, would they be able to hold the cards? Like how would they look at their cards? How would they announce their bets? I don't think they need to announce their bets. They can just put their chips they can like push their chips forward and the other dogs will know fair okay. dogs also dogs can speak they have like you, you see the videos of people's pets like learning like how to say mama and stuff and they say it in a like soul piercing weird tone but you could use that or you know you could just have the yeah signaling like chris was saying where you just push the chips in but how are they going to look at their cards so there's a couple ways you can do it i think I mean, Texas Hold'em, for example, there's only two cards they got to look at. And they only got to look at them once. So they could, like... They have to flip the cards, though, without showing the other dogs the cards. You could have a handler who shows them the cards at the start. And then they're only revealed later. I guess that, that kind of, you know, it, it works, I guess. Would dogs playing poker need handlers? I, I, I want to answer this question first. I think... I feel like that's not in the spirit of dogs playing poker, though. The dog has to just, play by themselves. Yeah. It's someone playing poker with a dog. It also implies if dogs are playing poker by themselves, it also implies there's going to be a dog economy because they have to play for some amount of stakes. Ha! Or literal stakes. Hey, question. Is the dealer a dog? Because I have some questions about that. If yes. I don't think the dealer Hmm. is playing poker. The dealer is part of the poker game well it depends on the game because like if you're playing with your friends you don't have an assigned dealer you just have one person you're playing against the the dealer. So it depends right like a casino, there is a designated dealer that would not have to be a dog because they are not playing. But if you're just playing, if a group of dog friends were playing a friendly, you know, night game of poker, they would have to be dealing. Yeah. Can a dog shuffle? Because I think the answer is no. A, a dog, you can always just knock a deck over and just like mosh it around. I mean, I think the shuffling problem and the looking at the cards problem are basically the same problem. Mm, that's fair. Yeah. It all comes down to thumbs. They can be solved in different ways, though. You could have, you could have before the game starts, that the dogs could have a an arrangement where they play with a very large poker sleeve. So you have, like, you know, multiple, multiple, multiple decks. Enough cards for the whole night that you don't ever have to pick the cards back up and shuffle. You just play them and then shove them off the table. And then they just, they can, they can paw off individual cards off the top of that, off the top of a big stack. So there's, like, a different deck for every hand? Like, you just have... It, well, yeah, like like how they have like in, so you can't count cards. They'll have like multiple you know sleeves of deck. They have multiple decks 
kind of... You just don't reuse the deck. You use it once, and then you take another deck. Yeah. I see. That solves your problem. That does solve your problem. And the dog could carry his two cards to the edge of the table. Like, he could pull them to the edge of the table and look underneath. Like, do that kind of peek. Like, the pro peek. Except it wouldn't be, like, folded up slightly. They would just kind of be... They would kind of dip below the table for a second. You could have the table be, like, inclined at the, the end so that you don't need to duck down. You could do that. You could have like, or you could have like a fancy mirror system or something. Like a a bowl, uh, a bowl table. A bowl oh, interesting. Table. Okay. <laughs> now, actually, no, 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 no. Now, now we're onto something here because the pole, t- the bowl table, would also allow the dogs to just push all the cards back down the middle, and the bottom of the bowl could be an auto shuffler. Yeah. Ah. Okay. <laughs> okay. The bowl table it solved our problems. So if dogs played poker, they would need a very complicated bowl table that also shuffles and deals. Now, I had one other thought on how, how you could solve the shuffling of cards. Like, because I was thinking about dogs, like, you know, they, could, they could all push stuff into the middle of the table. And that got me to herding. So what if instead of playing with cards, the dogs were playing with sheep and the dealer was a, a sheep herding dog? And so... They would get it. They would train the dog so that they can lead two sheep to each dog, and then at the end of their hand, they just herd all the sheep back into the pen. The sheep shuffle themselves up, and then two more sheep come back out and go out to all the different dogs. How like, do the sheep feel about this arrangement? We don't care I mean, about how the sheep feel. Yeah, sheep Fair don't enough, care. Right. <laughs> so either an expensive auto shuffling table or sheep, and that's how dogs play poker, and they're playing for stakes, high stakes. They're all the way up on the table, because though the dogs can't get to them before the game is done. They're very high stakes. <laughs> the stakes have long sides. <laughs> one long, short, one, one, one short but lengthy side around the edge, and then a top and a bottom, just like a noodle. A steak is basically a noodle. Basically. Geometrically, anyway. That's the, that's the paleo way. Anyway, next question. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got another one about dogs, actually. What if it actually rained cats and dogs? Oh, this one makes me sad. <laughs> Would you try to save every single cat and dog? I guess there is a question about how many are falling. Yeah, because I don't think it's like one cat and one dog per raindrop in a normal storm. Is it like equivalent volume? Equivalent or mass? Maybe mass. I don't, I don't know how much weight of water or mass of water rains in a snowstorm or rainstorm. A thunderstorm cloud. Now, this is the big one. A thunderstorm cloud contains enough water drops to fill approximately 275 million gallon jars. That's about 1.1 million tons of water, or 2.3 billion pounds. So, if you had the equivalent weight of dogs and cats, you have, like, a, make the math easy, a 20-pound dog. Or, you know, dogs are heavier, cats are a little bit lighter. Say, 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 get, say 20 pounds, just to make the math easy. You have 100 million <laughs> cats and dogs falling. In a thunderstorm. Wait, per, mm-hmm. per how many square feet? Uh, it, this is just in a thunderstorm cloud. I mean, that's a pretty big... The question is, how much condensed liquid water is in a cubic mile of fog? And the answer is, a thunderstorm cloud contains this much water. Obviously, it's going to vary. You could do, like, an inch of rain is going to weigh X amount. I guess an inch of rain is about an inch of dog. <laughs> because, you know, density-wise, most living things are about are pretty close to water. So now we're going even darker on the imagery. If You, you would have one inch of oh. <laughs> of animal splat <laughs> for, for an inch of rain. I mean, I think I don't think all of them would splat though. I think just the bottom layer would be bad. <laughs> and then they would create like a cushiony. No, it's gonna be pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I guess it depends. Yeah. I guess all the weight of the layers above would crush them eventually. I mean, my instinct would also then be to like see how many dogs you need to cushion a dog's fall and man i don't want to do that grim ma- i don't want to do that grim <laughs> calculation there uh yeah no um that's a lot of cats and dogs that would be horrible if it was like it was like if it somehow translated into just a few of them there might be something there is there any way to save a dog or a cat cats you have a better chance because at least they're landing on their feet i don't know if that helps <laughs> so okay i know that i think it's raccoons can fall remarkably far and like squirrels because their terminal velocity is very low because of the way they sort of spread themselves out as they fall i feel like cats do something similar but i don't know i don't want to google how far a cat can fall i mean 
one of our answers like a long time ago was that someone had skydived from a plane and landed in a bush and survived, right? Yeah, that's true. So the ca- a cat's a cat's terminal velocity is actually half is only sixty miles an hour. It's about half of ours. So there there's definitely stories of cats. Okay, so this 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 particular website study suggests cats can fall as far as twenty stories and survive with little or no injuries. I imagine they fit terminal velocity at that point. But what what study suggests this? It, the only study that would suggest this is throwing cats off a building, <laughs> which is not a good study. Uh, so apparently there was a 1987 study in the Journal of the American Veter- Veterinary Medical Association that looked at 132 cats that had fallen an average of 5.5 stories and survived. And found that a third of them would have died without emergency veterinary treatment. Oh, yeah. So actually, the injuries were worse in falls less than seven stories than higher falls because apparently they reach their terminal velocity after about seven stories and then they stop accelerating and they relax and can distribute the impact better. They just have more time to prepare. Ah, yes. And then I relax. I always relax after I hit terminal velocity. (laughs) I'm like, oh, this is good. (laughs) Somewhat makes sense a little bit, right? Like they're not getting faster anymore. Yeah, no, I I, I just like that term. I know. It does sound hilarious. So the cat's would be generally okay i don't think dogs are as good at that though no they're not dogs do not chill it's not a, it's not a skill of dogs the answer is this question makes me sad that's where i started and it's probably going to end on this question that's why it was on our list for so long and why yep. ben didn't want it if you're one of those people who has is really really pro cat and really really anti-dog then maybe this question is for you where it's raining cats that survive that that should be expected to survive with little or no injury and then death to your enemies they only survive <laughs> if it's just like one cat with a lot of cats it doesn't matter if there's more all cats. cats die well yeah because cats are landing on cats then cats on cats <laughs> i don't know if that hurts their chances though i, I, don't, I don't know if like i think it wouldn't matter like that they, much they because... would survive the impact but then they would get hit by another cat there's not gonna be more than one cat per like square foot though but like event like where are they gonna go well like, 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 like you would just have like there just wouldn't be it would be that many cats and dogs over a wide area. So oh, like, for you know, the, the entire storm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's not like it's not gonna be like forty cats fall on the same square foot. That would be a lot, a lot of rain. You know, that's like like six inches of rain is like. I mean, that happens all the time in rainstorms, though. I'm sure. No, it's, no, like like, I mean, raindrops. Well, I, I mean, raindrops land in the same spot. Well, yeah, but there's gonna be a lot less cats and dogs than raindrops. Yeah, but I guess. There will be some cat and dog collisions. There will be some cats landing on cats. Like, it, it'll happen. I don't think it'll be infrequent, but it won't be, like, the rule. All right, we've got to move off the cats and dogs. <laughs> Do you think they'll, like, try to chase each other in the air while they're falling? <laughs> cats, yes. Dogs, the yes, cats also, but more dogs. friendly. The dogs chasing the cats. I think the dogs would chase each other for fun, and the cats would chase each other out of evil. <laughs> that's, that's what I think would actually okay. happen. All right. Next question here. What if all doors were randomized aka you go through a door and it doesn't bring you to where the door normally goes it brings you out another random door do we have to define what a door is now i think it is specifically door not doorway so it has to be an actual you physical have to open it open yeah <laughs> or maybe we just messed up maybe we just messed up our question and just the, the door in each doorway is a random doorway. <laughs> just you get a random type of door. You build a door, and instead of a wood door, you just get like oh, a metal I get a door. door. <laughs> <laughs> so, but oh yeah, no, no, no. What we mean, yeah, you go through a door and you end up out another random place. And let's say, gotta be man-made doors, you know, with a frame, a door, you know, like hinge and handle type. What you, if you look at it, you'd be like, that's a door. So. This destroys personal property ownership <laughs> because if you have a home with a door on it and you leave, you are probabilistically never getting back to your home. I mean, all houses would just not have the the physical door anymore. It would just be open doorways. Yeah. That would be one wouldn't way to have do any it. security also, of any kind. What if the doorways were consistent? What if it wasn't random each time? But, you know, this one always goes to... My my door always goes to Paris, you know, a, a hotel door in Paris. Oh, that's interesting. But you have no way to determine that when you're building the door. Nope. No, it would just it you it would just become random. If you move a door, does it still go to the same place? Nah, I'm gonna say once you if you destroy the frame, the this the connection is severed. Who owns the door then? Because 
presumably you're going to a door that's on someone else's property. This is true. Are you just gonna? You can have locks on either side of the door, though. The question is, is like, could could the, could the could the man in France who's unhappy I come out into onto his porch, lock his porch door and not let me out through my door? Does an exterior so can a door that leads out of your home go into someone else's home? Exactly. Yeah. Can it go to an interior door? Because that seems like a problem you have to work out amongst yourselves. Yeah, I think that can definitely happen. Okay. So I think there's just like a 50-50 chance that you have a door that you can't use because of property issues. Well, you get to work it out with them, right? Like, you'd be like, hey, I'm apparently your neighbor now. I'm sorry I'm in your bathroom. I'll come back in five minutes and we can talk this out. I guess the real question is, is you have to try and game the system, right? Like, if you have a door that goes somewhere nice, like if you have a door that comes out to like a beachfront prop, like a beachside somewhere. Hold on. Bigger problem. It's entirely possible if doors that go, quote unquote, to the outside can wind up like, okay, let me say this in a way that isn't insane. If you're, let's say, call it your front door, what would normally go out to your front lawn, right, on your home, could go to the inside of someone's home. It is not only entirely possible, but actually because of the way that doors are distributed, very likely that there are going to be many places that have no way of reaching the outside world. Well, you could just break down the wall. Then that's not a door. I guess that's... But, we, but, but yeah. <laughs> just go out the windows? Yeah. How many people are actually going to have doors? Well, that's the thing. I'm, I'm debating whether I would have... I think I would want doors. I think I would build more doors. Just give you odds of getting somewhere? Giving you odds of getting somewhere good. Like, just imagine you have your... You know, you have a big... You have, a, like, an open living room, and you're like, all right, this one goes to somewhere boring. This Or, you know, someone else's house that... I'm not welcome in, and they are mean to me every time I try to go in there and steal their snacks, so I don't go through that door anymore. But it's like it's like spinning the lottery. I, I would get addicted. I would just build like door, 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 and you don't know where you're gonna end up. It could be awesome. You could die as well. The problem is if you, if I'm thinking this, <laughs> I'm sorry. You dying is not the problem. The problem is <laughs> how many? Okay, that's the other question. How many doors? If you open the door, do you immediately die? How many doors are there in nuclear facilities? Like nuclear power but if, plants? I don't think there's any doors in nuclear facilities that immediately kill you if you go through it. There's probably some. <laughs> there are doors on space shuttles. <laughs> Not many, though. That's true. The chances of that are pretty low, but the chance is still there. Also, I don't think if you open a door... I don't think if you open a door into space, you immediately die. You definitely die. die. You definitely immediately die. No, yeah, you'll 100% immediately die. At what point does using a window for egress and ingress, sure, of your abode make it a door? I think it has to look like a door. I think window, I think window travel is, you can, I think you can cheese this whole thing with window travel. What about sliding glass doors? Those are basically just windows that are on their side. That's a door. I think sliding, I think sliding glass door is a door. Having to, like, climb over awkwardly the wall part of the window makes it a window. If you ask someone to build it for you and they're like, "Oh, you want it that so you want a door." Then you're then yes, it's a door. All right, fair enough. I retract my question. Is it only like one door is paired with one door or can you have multiple doors going to one door? I think it would be generally random. I don't know how it would work the other way then. Yeah, like if you have like two doors going to one door and you go through that door and then you go back through the door, the same door do you go to the first door or the second door, if that makes sense? <laughs> it doesn't. Are you asking? Oh, oh, oh! He's asking if if two doors if two doors go to the beach and now it's time to leave the beach. And you go back through the beach door. Is there a fifty fifty chance you end up at whoever else is connected instead of yours? Do you go to your house or your friend's house? It has to be one to one. That's how doors door a door goes from one place to one other place. If a door goes to multiple places, it's no longer a door; it's a portal. I don't know if portal's the right word, but I'll take I'll take Ben's. It's it's a continually updating network of things. Like it'll always be a complete web with one door going to one exit. Okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> it does it breaks less things. What happens if someone destroys the door your door goes to? Does it just get redistributed into the network? I think so. I like I, I'm trying. That's what I was. That's where I was trying to be careful with that wording because then all the doors could be depending on how many doors get destroyed. Because if your door goes to someone that sucks, you would destroy it, which means someone else is going to connect to that place that sucks, and then it'll you know there'll be a constant flow, ebb and flow a, a of people apocalypse. messing yeah. with the network. I think once you build the door, 
then that connection's permanent. So if you if you break the door, then you just don't have the door anymore, but you still lead to that place because the door is already built. But there's there's two. Hmm. Okay, I'm I'm making my head hurt. Maybe your door maybe your door just doesn't open at that point. Like if you, if someone breaks the door, your door just doesn't open. You have to build a new door. The, the the door fuses to the frame, and now it's just a wall. It's a wall with a handle. Man, we are so far off the rails. <laughs> we are so deep on this. I think I, I think what would happen is that there would be lots of people excited to try and get good door connections that you would build lots and lots of doors, and the end result of that would be everyone's doors lead to door connectors, and there would just be like a very complicated like uber guide system to get to where you're going yeah, like you'd, you'd need to have a way to track a way to get to where you need to go <laughs> it's basically six years of uh, kevin bacon but for getting to paris yeah exactly because i also think that cars are going to be pretty useless now because cars have doors oh yeah you won't you don't have to drive anywhere assuming you know the right doors yeah man this would be cool this, this one <laughs> I'd, I'd like to live in this world this would be fun that'd be pretty cool i think too you know what also be pretty cool is our next question. What if everyone disappeared for a year? Hmm. So we've done questions similar to this before. We've done what if everyone hibernated and we've done. And what if everyone like took two weeks week of vacation at the same or a week off at the same yeah. time or something? Week. Yeah. Yeah. We know from those that the overall answer is that a lot of things go wrong in the short term already. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of things break, but in this case in particular, we won't be there for the problem. Like, like if all power goes out, you know, if the if the grid shuts down, and oh, we don't have any power, and all our and all this and that. But we'll be okay, you know. Like we'll be back in a year, and then we can fix it in however many days it takes to restart everything, and we wouldn't like die over that course of that year. Yeah, and the vacation one, we're still there when we still consume resources and stuff. We're just not producing anything. Yeah, a big problem with that one was sewage. Like people were still pooping, and nobody was dealing with it. Yeah, no one's pooping in this one. <laughs> it might be kind of crazy. Like, I think the nature would reclaim a lot more than you'd think in that year. Like, look at look at when quarantine happened. You know, you have, like, the dolphins coming back to Venice, and you have, like, the, you know, all these animals, like, being spotted in cities that they had been, you know, they haven't seen one in decades because, of course, why would an animal ever come to a popular area? But it was so quiet, the animals were like, I can go here now, no big deal. I feel like we'd have a problem with food production when we get back that would be the big limiting factor i could see that would like screw us over pretty hard yeah a lot of people would probably starve right away yeah well and and just because like i know that farms do you know crop rotation type stuff to keep keep their fields good i don't know what would happen if you just didn't do anything with your field for a year how long it would take to get it back to functional yeah no I think food's going to get us because we do have lots of canned and preserved foods, like, so it wouldn't be immediate, but we don't have enough for however, like, for how many people there are. Like, you'd have a supply of food, but I, I think our food supply does not last very long, actually, if we lose it. Like, there, there's, you can look it up somewhere, the, like, the amount of food reserves the world has, like, how many days of food we have stocked up, and that includes fresh stuff, so. All that would be gone, obviously. It would only be preserved stuff that would be, you know, useful. Well, do we do we know that this is happening? Like, can we prepare for this or did it just happen randomly? Oh, interesting. Hmm. Well, if we prepared for it, I mean, we could do more preservation. I mean, I guess what we could do is overproduce. You know, we can strain our production some on food, unfortunately, right now. We could overproduce and preserve more of it. But I think that would just be delaying... I don't know if we could do enough to, like, fully prepare for it. I think we could catch up. I think we could, like, be not dead if we had if we were able to legitimately do the prep. Although I think you'd run into an issue where no one would believe that we're going to disappear in a year, like, for a year. We, we, already, we can't make people believe they should wear a mask, so I don't think we're going to get people to farm right. extra. So it'll be something, a problem we could solve but won't, and then that'll be the end. Yay! Nihilism. Woo! All right, let's do something. Let's let's disappear something less important. What if all light bulbs disappeared? Light bulbs are important. My basement would be dark. We uh, we have we use a lot of light bulbs. <laughs> like obviously, people survived without light bulbs for a long time. But right now, we use a lot of light bulbs, and they just disappeared. What counts as a light bulb? I think I want to keep it off of computer screens like led bulbs and screens and things i think i want to exclude 
So we're talking like fluorescent light bulbs. Uh, or, well, I guess not even, not jet fluorescent, because they're like... I mean, they're LED light bulbs. Yeah, so not screens is the answer. Not screens, but like, I would say your phone flashlight is a light bulb. Something used primarily for lighting stuff up. Mm-hmm. It has no other function other than that. There you go. Will we bring torches back? I want to bring torches back. We can. We probably would. Like, do we have a better option than that or not really? I mean, as far as like a, a light source that we have easy access to, I don't think it gets much better than fire. I mean, if the power goes out, you know, well, huh, my house doesn't have them right now that I'm in a new house, but people use candles. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking how, like, I don't need nighttime light. I don't need the bulbs at night, me personally. I would be fine for ever i think if i just didn't have light bulbs you say that but we live in new england where within the next couple months it's gonna be dark at like 5 p.m yeah 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 like but i mean like losing a couple hours like like ending my day in the afternoon like a like a medieval person would be okay like that's fine it's man that's manageable anyway i mean it's not like my boss is gonna be like well drive to work at five like you know go home at 5 p.m like i can't it's dark yeah people just do less stuff at night I guess that's the answer. It does mess, though. There's no more night travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You cannot drive a car anymore. Right, at night. Unless they had some epic bonfires on the highways. Like, just set up pyrotechnics all over the center median. That feels like a, a hazard. <laughs> I just think it's going to be... Uh, I feel like that doesn't make things more safe, I guess, is my, my main takeaway here. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I love the idea that, like, once you once it gets to nighttime, the only people that still are on the road that really need to do it are, like, you know, transport trucks, and they all just have, like, flamethrowers in front <laughs> for light. And then just, like... effective that would be. The sun sets, and it's just fire. It would, it'd be effective. I think it'd be just fine effective. Fire is bright. Yeah, but you're driving it's inefficient. fast. They would need a lot of gas, but you could do I, it. I feel like you'd have the problem where there's no way to this that doesn't involve drastically overheating your car. Because <laughs> you're driving <laughs> into a flamethrower, basically. I the engineers can do it. I, I, I believe I believe in the fire truck. <laughs> Alright, there's one vote for, one vote against. Chris, you're gonna make a decision on this one. You can shoot the fire backwards and have a mirror. Alright, so this isn't gonna work is what we're saying here, right? Like <laughs> It's work. It works. It works. If you think if you think if you think it works, send us an email. <laughs> if you don't think it works, don't send us an email. I feel like you put your thumb on the scale with these instructions, Marcus. <laughs> well, no, you gotta have you gotta have the option for like the yeses and the nos, and they should be opposite options. We never get emails. I think it's very fair. I'm gonna tell you, we're gonna get a lot more not emails than emails. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> Sounds like it's all coming up then. <laughs> Oh look, the entire population agreed. <laughs> if you if you don't if you think if you think you can you can light the way for a truck with just fire, do it and then drive it into Ben's apartment. <laughs> all right, next one up. What if all written text changed languages overnight? So something's in English, it is now in French English. or Chinese or some other nonsense. Morse code. Ugh. Oh, are they? Yeah, that's actually a good question. Are they Is all? Is Morse code a different language or just a different? Uh, oh, that's a good point. I would. I would say, say that it's a language. It's a, yeah. Uh, I or think well, Morse no. code is in English. Oh, no. It's an encoding. It's a yeah, code. It it's right there in the yeah, name. You're right. You're right. You can do Morse code in English. Also, Morse code would probably be one of the more convenient ones anyway. Like, I could spend half an hour and translate a page of Morse code. I could not spend half an hour and translate a page of like japanese Mm, yeah i would need help so this i think is the nice takeaway is that i feel like help wouldn't be that hard to find is this this question really what if all text got sent through google translate twice oh i like that (laughs) oh yeah i forgot that you can just translate it pretty easily i do like the idea that suddenly all written text is just basically a lot more vague because you're not going to get the actual full intent anytime you send it through Google Translate. If it's like an extended passage or something, right? Like, it's just not going to work. Yeah, you're just going to have to, like, for the first time, actually, like, consider maybe what's, what, are the, what, is this actually makes sense, the thing I'm reading, <laughs> instead of just taking it at face value. Ah, uh, a valuable life lesson. One of many from this wonderful podcast. 
it makes every legal case a lot more complicated. <laughs> like, I, mm. I will actually say, like, in all seriousness, I know that in terms of bigger picture stuff, most iconography and signage is pretty good about trying to be clear, even if you don't know the language, which is actually important. So there's not going to be any, like, really bad results from this. You're not going to see a stop sign and say, I don't know what that says anymore, in Florent, right? It's a stop sign. It's a big red, you know. Yeah, if you have a red octagon that says alligator in it, it's going to be like, <laughs> well, I know what I'm doing here. Yeah, right? So nothing awful happens. It's mostly just annoying. And maybe some people, I don't know, translators become a lot more well-respected or something. I don't know. <laughs> Will Ikea notice? No. Nope. <laughs> what the hell? All my Ikea furniture has English names now. Someone named this thing Couch. What's going on? <laughs> actually, don't aren't even even if you translate, aren't the IKEA names like nonsense, like Sunrise, or like if you actually translate? Yeah, them? they're not actual like just Couch or like you know Brown Couch. It's all right. Next one up here. What if all writing was permanent? Opposite, you can't change it at all. This is what they threatened in elementary school when they're like, "You're gonna have to use a pen, and once you go to high school, you're never gonna get to use a pencil again." And lo and behold. I still use a pencil to this day. Do they tell you that? They never told me that. I don't think they told me that either. Oh, no, yeah. When when my That was kind of like... It, it, I remember it being like a thing once we got to start using pens in class. And they were like, oh, you're going to be using pens. And like, they're going to expect you to use pens in high school. Like, your number two pencils go in the way of the dodo once you're an actual adult. They also told me I was going to everything that I was going to write in high school is going to be in cursive. That we That's why we need to learn cursive, because that's what adulty is. Yeah, no one uses cursive. Yeah, cursive was the biggest lie perpetrated on American middle schoolers. <laughs> <laughs> do they still teach cursive? I wonder if they still teach cursive. I don't oh, yeah, even know. I think they do. You can't type in cursive, so probably not. I mean, the problem with cursive is you can't frag and read it. Yeah. Um. So while writing was permanent, uh, how much does this actually change? Because most writing is actually permanent already. It would impact digital. Texting would be tough. Does that mean no autocorrect? No auto, no backspace. Yeah, no mm. backspace. And once you type it into, like, I think once you type it into your chat window, like, it's there. I mean, that's what it used to be like with, like, typewriters and stuff. I guess you could, like, white it out. but Yeah, typewriter, even the typewriter, you could white it out. Just, is white is white out a, a, a loophole because you can like it doesn't remove the writing below it it just covers it yeah i think that works yeah it's a cheap loophole but i guess technically it works let's go back to texting this is this is this is the interesting vein for me you're 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 anytime you text anybody you don't get to type something you know dot 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 pop up and they'll be like no 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 hold on here's what i actually want to say it's gonna be like the reverse autocorrect where it's like you can't untype that once you type it I mean, I don't think I delete my text very often, like, after I type it. I don't either. The only times I do it is when it's a, like, tricky-to-navigate conversation, which is when I absolutely want to be able to... Like, the conversations where it would be very bad if they saw what I was, like, you know, had just written and deleted. I feel like there's still a loophole for this. Because conceivably, couldn't you just open, you know, a text edit or whatever and just keep trying until you got it right and then copy and paste it? Yeah, I guess you could do that. You could do that. You could do. You could have a, a separate app that would just be like, <laughs> just be like the same sentence four times in a row as you try to make it correct and copy paste it. And then everyone has this like weird journal of just, yeah, their thoughts that they didn't actually send. And then all those thoughts are are written out in like eight different ways. Tim is such a ducking. Dang it, Tim is such a rucking. Oh man. <laughs> Can you so? If you have, like, a word, if you do that in a Word document, like a separate Word document, does that mean you can't delete that Word document? I would imagine so. Yep. Okay, so you can't delete any text files either, I guess. Yep, no evidence can be deleted. Yeah, fortunately, storage is very cheap. Yeah, this would be a problem in the age of the floppy disk. Now it's not, I, could, I can yeah, store we infinite can, we can get Google. By. <laughs> Google already just, store, like, does that for you with the <laughs> revision history. How about this one, though? What if you could breathe fire? That'd be cool. Um, yeah, it'd be cool. It wouldn't wouldn't turn that one down. <laughs> you can't really do anything useful with it, uh, like that you wouldn't already be able to do with a lighter. How precise is it? Not great, right? I think of you know. I imagine like a dragon, yeah, type of blowing fire thing. I, I think it's I think it's like where you would blow air. Anywhere you can blow air, you can blow, you can blow fire. Hmm. Still does not seem that useful. 
Yeah, not gonna lie. Useful at all. <laughs> I don't think it's particularly useful. It's not like life. It, it, I mean, it would be life changing, but not like. I'm trying to think of a situation when I would even use it. I don't think I would use it very often. Like it's not even that great of a party trick because you can only use it in like an outdoor party. You can't even use it at all parties. That's a terrible party trick. Hmm. There's gotta be something good. You, there's gotta be. This is. This, there's gotta be something good here you can do with this. I am really thinking, dude. I'm not coming up with much. I mean, other than becoming like a street performer, that's basically the only thing. Are you less of a street performer if you could just breathe fire naturally than like doing a trick to do it? <laughs> um, probably. Is actually. it less impressive? It's like, oh man, how do you do that? Oh, that guy can just breathe fire. Oh, oh, so he all just right. Exhales. Now, what if you didn't have control over it? Just every time you exhaled, you breathed fire. <laughs> well, that's not going to last very long, now, is it? But I mean, it's not like a full like dragon breathe fire. It's just however far your breath goes. So if you just breathe normally, then it's like a small puff of fire. It's not nothing. I mean, you 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 do inhale a lot of air, like every minute. Actually, your breath will destroy oxygen in a room. That is. That's true. a very good point. You could suffocate yourself. Like I don't think you can be in a classroom. Yeah, I don't think you can stay indoors for very long. Like fire burns up oxygen pretty quickly, and you breathe a lot of you breathe a lot of air. How much air do you not put in a tire breathe in a minute no not how many breaths per minute like <laughs> liters 4.5 liters a minute now how many liters are in an average room well a two liter soda bottle is not huge but not small i mean a few thousand sorry i'm, I'm actually i'm just envisioning how many soda bottles it would take to fill up the room i'm in 24,000 or 25,000 liters according to the first result when I googled it. Yeah, well the thing is you're breathing in that much you're breathing in that much air and you're also burning air. You're also burning air on top of it. So it's, you're going to go I think you're going to go through it pretty quick cuz also burning produces a lot of carbon dioxide as well, right? If you I think that's a byproduct of burning. Um I don't know. I I think it depends on what you're burning cuz if you're burning wood then yes. I don't know if you're just burning oxygen or air. It's got to make CO2, right? It's got to make like a bunch of CO2. I mean, I guess it depends on the mechanics of where the fire is coming from. Well, it would be you'd be igniting the air. You can just ignite air. Okay, yeah. I'm too deep, I'm now deep in fire safety tips. So I think I think it just produces CO2, which I know even if you don't run out of oxygen, if you produce too much CO2 in a room, it also suffocates you. Yeah, CO2 is actually poisonous. So if you inhale too much, and it's not even a high concentration of CO2 that gets you. And it's denser than air, right? So it displaces it. Yes, that too. So it'll be, which in a room setting is good. Why is that good? Because you would want it to be lower because you can you can stand up and you would be, the room would have to get half full of CO2 before it would be like. I mean, I think you're closer to the floor than you are the ceiling. If it went up, then I think you'd be better. Well, I'm six feet tall and my ceiling is eight feet. So I'm closer to the top than the yeah, bottom. Yeah, but you can like crawl to the ground. Point being, this doesn't end well for you, okay? That's the main <laughs> takeaway here. <laughs> the mechanics aren't that important. <laughs> Who's gonna be the result th is. But Chris is going to be 40% more dead than me. <laughs> I'm. You're standing halfway up the room. I'm at the ground. <laughs> Three-quarters way up the room. But yeah. But I'm also not crawling around like a wimp. I'm breathing fire <laughs> proudly. Okay. Um, here's one. What if all animals laid eggs? um like i don't know man <laughs> i don't really know that much about eggs well they are roundish generally uh they got a thick hard outer shell and then they got goopy animal bits inside of little baby animals and then those little baby animals pop themselves out and they're like whoa i'm born that's generally how eggs work helpful <laughs> How, like, is there any difference if an animal lays an egg versus not? Yeah, so if a, like, if a animal gives birth just to live young, like, there's, like, all the baby animal goop is inside the animal until it becomes a baby, and then it comes out like that. If it's an egg, it comes in, um, it goes out with a hard exterior shell, and then the animal goop is on the inside, and then the animal, the baby, the animal pops out, like, whoa, hey, I'm born. <laughs> helpful <laughs> yeah that is literally the difference thank you marcus <laughs> like is there All anything right. required from the the parent animal that's different to like take care of the egg versus not 
Yeah, you got to care on the outside instead of the inside. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, that's what you do. Like, you, you will have to protect your eggs. Eggs are generally fragile. Even though they have hard outsides, they're, they're generally fragile. So here's the tricky thing that I'm running into, is that one of the key differences between live birth and laying eggs is that with live birth... So the mother supplies nutrition for longer with live birth, which allows the thing in question to get bigger. So I think one of the big answers here is that either we're going to have some real big eggs... Or we're going to have a lot smaller young for a lot of things that don't currently lay eggs. Right? Like, that's kind of the, the only way it's going to work out, right? Yeah, because you, you can even, you, even if you put the nutrients in the egg, it's like, you, it doesn't work out, like, volume-wise. Right, exactly. Because there's also, I'm going to guess there's a max size that an egg can be structurally. Getting into, like, cube square law stuff, right? Egg's a pretty good shape, though. Egg is, egg is strong. <laughs> There is strength in eggs. I agree. Egg together, strong. <laughs> oh man, this, 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 uh, my my mind is not here. I was going to type: Is egg a good shape to, to see if if there was a problem? But that would not have answered my query. <laughs> let me just let me just Google how strong egg. Is, is, egg how strong? <laughs> egg strong how please? I mean, like, what's the biggest egg? Ostrich eggs are pretty big. Are there any bigger eggs? How eggs? How big do eggs get? Chicken eggs were found to have a compressive strength of 100 pounds, whereas ostrich eggs gave values of more than 1,000 pounds. What? 1,000 pounds? That doesn't seem... Is that a decimal point, not a comma? No, no, there's neither of them. There's... It's just, it's just the numbers. I don't... Okay, hold on. The largest egg on record weighed 2.58 kilograms, 5 pounds, and was laid by an ostrich, also known as Struthio camelis. But an ostrich egg isn't actually that big. Well, I mean, 5 pounds... Five pounds, eleven ounces is not much smaller than a, like a human baby. It's smaller, but not that much smaller. I guess that's true. I was a big baby. <laughs> I weighed like ten pounds. But I mean, there's still a lot of animals that are bigger than us. Yeah. So, so I guess the better question than even size: How long is the longest like egg hatching? How long? Pe- oh. Like how long? <laughs> is, yeah. Right. Like not not how, not how long is the egg? How long until it hatches from when it's laid? Um, I don't even know, how to, don't even know how to search that. Right, yeah, egg duration. Incubation period. <laughs> Octopus broods its eggs for 4.5 years? What? That's an octopus fact I did not know. It is, there's a deep sea octopus more than 4,500 feet below the sea. Oh, I knew, I knew the octopus, like the octopus mother is one of those animals that like lays their young and then just stays with them to defend them until she dies of starvation yeah i didn't know there was one that lasts for four years my word yeah so the longest before that anyone had seen was 14 months of brooding they saw this one brooding for four and a half years 53 months but they don't know it obviously could have been earlier than that that it was they're actually laying laid okay the eggs looked new when they first saw it so roughly 53 months Sorry, this this fact has just broken my brain, and I can't like process <laughs> like, anything what are, what right now. Go? Here's the thing: eggs as they go, as the egg develops, right? It eats, it it, it makes the animal, it makes the, the the animal bits inside turn into a little animal. They also like become like mostly empty. So, would any sizable fish egg float? Hmm. I mean, fish lay eggs already. Fish, little fish, little fish lay little eggs that turn into things. So maybe the fish just all lay like fish type eggs, but I imagine just an ocean full of chicken eggs at like at the surface floating on top. I mean, why would it float though? Because as the the egg starts off full of animal bits and like like as eggs age, it breaks down and then leaves like an empty space. So it gets like as it uses up the energy inside, it gets like generally less dense inside the egg. Yeah, but it fills with whatever the surrounding. So it fills with air normally, but if it's underwater, it would fill with water. Well, it wouldn't fill with water because the egg is assumedly watertight. How does it create an empty space if it's airtight? It would be a vacuum then. Well, a vacuum is still less dense than water. Or it would like crush the egg. I don't know. <laughs> is it less dense? I don't think it's the same amount of mass. Same mass, same volume. I'm not sure. I think eggs, I think eggs get lighter as, the, as they develop, but I may be wrong on that. In any case... We have not actually come to any conclusions on this except to learn about octopuses. Yeah, we learned that we didn't know anything about eggs, so we just Googled stuff about eggs. Well, we learned you didn't know what an egg was. I explained it to you, so you should know what an egg is now. That's true. 
This podcast is about learning. <laughs> and also about eggs. If all animals laid eggs, we eat more eggs. Boom. Done. All right. Oh, would we have, like, non-fertilized... We would have non-fertilized eggs. Would we have, like, chicken... Like, would we produce an egg every once in a while, even if it's not fertilized? At which point, do we just have lots and lots and lots of, like, different types of eggs to eat? I would... Uh, that's, I mean, I guess that's kind of cool. It's also a little weird. <laughs> would you eat your own eggs? Ah! Oh, no. I don't like All right, it. All right, uh... All right, I think we just have to get off. It's not no good eggs. This is this is a batch of bad eggs. This question. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna call it quits here for the for the lightning round questions. We did spend a lot of time on that question. Yeah, it's also time to move on to our would you rather question. Marcus, are you ready for your for a would you rather? Yes, I am ready. Lay it on me. Would you rather have a big head with a small body or a big body with a small head? Ooh. How big and small are we talking here? Is this like a proportional thing? I guess we do have to define this. Noticeably. Like like 20% bigger slash smaller? Or bigger than... Like, like you... Someone walks by you on the street and they're like, whoa, whoa, that guy's... Like double takes like, oh, that guy's head is big. Enough or, to, that guy's head for is them small. to notice. I guess just to make it simple, you can say double the, the size of the head. I guess your body has to be small, too. So half the size of your body. The weight, though. <laughs> the weight would be a big issue on that one. We'll assume you have just like a you know, super yoked neck if, if you go that direction. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do we say so on the other one? Is it double sized body and half size head? Yeah, it's just double and half for both. Oh, man, you're real big then, huh? Yeah, you are, actually. <laughs> <laughs> or you know up up 25 down 25 percent however the math works 25 percent feels a little more reasonable on both of these whereas both definitely yeah, noticeable yeah okay <laughs> why are we going to wait why are we trying to go reasonable <laughs> well i think if you go double it makes it a lot easier the choice it's just like do you want to be 12 feet tall or not <laughs> or or four feet tall all right as- assuming big brain isn't big smarts big body is more convenient than little body Mass, like, like being bigger helps out your, you know, the things your arms and legs do more than they help out the things your head does. This is true. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'm not really... So, is there really a downside to having a small head on a big body? Would it be tough to eat enough food for your giant body with a small mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Would it be tough to sustain your big body with your small head? Maybe... There's no way we can know this. <laughs> Where does your head start? Is your neck the same size? Let's say the neck tapers. Tapers to be to your head one way or the other. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, right now I'm leaning towards big body. Like the big body just feels like the most relevant part of all of this, right? Yeah. And I feel like the small body with a big head, you're going to have weight issues. And it just sucks to have a small body. I feel like, and this is obviously very minor on the scale of a lot of these you know the concerns with this if you have a big head and a small body it can be really complicated to find shirts that fit you well because you're always going to stretch out the collar by pulling them over your giant head <laughs> and you're gonna have a little tiny body that's just really draped over <laughs> i mean you could just get buttoned it like button shirts oh that would be a very smart way to solve this problem that i didn't <laughs> think of for some reason <laughs> <laughs> But do you want to be? Do you want to be? Do you want to be like stuck with only having button shirts? Like, yeah. All what if you're like going go to the gym to try to make your tiny body bigger? Do you just become one of the people who just always has like a half open Hawaiian shirt on? Oh, that's a really weird vibe. <laughs> Big head, open Hawaiian shirt on your small body, and you just like waddle around <laughs> Florida somewhere. Oh, I hate this. I don't like that. Are there any positives to having the small body and big head? I feel like all the small body positives get overruled by having the big head. I was thinking only like socially, like if you have a big head, I feel like it's like you're more emotive. Like it's 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 less weirdly intimidating than the small head, big big body. Like, like let's just be clear here. You just look like Boss Baby, right? That's the end result here. Is you look <laughs> like Boss Baby. That is true. Boss Baby is kind of cute. <laughs> is it though? I mean, it's cute because it's a baby. It's not, not fair. cute as an It's adult not cute version. if it's just like a 30-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> God, now I'm just seeing Boss Baby, but it just looks like Alec Baldwin, and I hate it. 
Oh god, no, no, no! I'm hit. I'm hitting the eject button on this. This is this is that's the end of this was, conversation was, right was now. Was that statement right there enough to push us all to big body, tiny head? It's it's it, yeah. It's enough to it's enough to push us all in the same in the same spot and enough to push us to the end of this freaking episode. My word, <laughs> this is a weird episode. This is a really <laughs> yep. weird episode. If you liked how weird this episode was, hop onto your podcast player, whatever you're already listening to, and just go to the review section and leave us a wonderful nice review that's like weird but i kind of dug it and then you you hit the five stars there and then that happens and then our show gets bigger and then we you you guarantee that the show goes on for longer and longer and longer and you get more and more nonsense from us another way to ensure the beautiful future where we hit absurd hypotheticals episode 1500 instead of just 150 uh is to go onto our patreon www.patreon.com slash absurd hypotheticals uh, and become a patron. We do uh, bonus content every month that you get access to for just a singular dollar in the a whole month. That's like pennies a day, but actually, and not a scam. You actually get stuff for very cheap. And if you want to say like, wow, this show's not going to make it through another year, but I want to be on it, immortalized forever on that show, send us a question. You can email us. Uh, it's absurdhypotheticals at gmail, right? It's been a while since I've done this yes. spot. Absurdhypotheticals at gmail.com. And you can send us a question and we are... Very excited and more than happy to get listener questions that we can answer on the show. So send that in and let us know if you want to be credited. And uh, we may make that happen. And then you'll hear it and you'll be like, whoa, I didn't think of that. Or, wow, these guys are idiots. I had a totally different idea of what was going to happen. And then you can yell at us later. But that's okay. In any case, you can join us next week where we answer the following question. How would you improve Quidditch? Quidditch.